Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wafu FM. It's time! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. I'm Chris with a Connell Cochran C. Oh, and I'm Chris with a Kupfer K. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Um, the you know the family of sales reps in this movie. Is that the name? That's the Kupfer family. Fucking hell. <laughs> Again, I had to go scouring for that. I've got, so, I've, I feel like I have a lot of... A, I have a harder time with my Yeah, case. you've got You've got to do <laughs> deep dives to get Ks. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, by the way, come up with your Ks in advance. And you're like, oh, I've got to talk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They have to relate to the Halloween series. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> like scouring through like the script and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to find some like best boy with a K in his name or something. <laughs> some gaffer. So yeah, this week we're doing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from 1982. But first, uh, what have we been watching? Let's watch some films. What you been watching, mm. sir? I watched uh, the one that I was I was hiding for no reason. Mm. Um, I watched, I'm trying to remember which one it was, a Mission Impossible movie. One of them. I watched one of them. <laughs> the one before the current one. Uh, uh, Rogues? No, is it? Yeah. No, is, uh, the, is Rogue's the current Rogue, one? Rogue, Rogue... Rogue Nation? <laughs> Fuck nice. They're all the fucking same. The, the first one, no, the second one was Simon Pegg in it. So, uh, um, the one after Ghost Protocol. Oh, God. <laughs> they all sound like fucking Tom Clancy games. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it, to be fair. No, they always um, look fun. I can yeah. just never be asked to watch them. It's just annoying that it's like Tom Cruise, <laughs> to be honest. Ah, I think yeah. it would be better if it was just starring any other person. Mel um, Gibson. <laughs> yeah, because the, the films are, are clearly well made. Um, they employ a lot of like practical effects. They have genuine stunts. Mm-hmm. People doing stunts for all it's like Tom Cruise. Doing Tom those Cruise, things. like in every film, determined to kill himself on camera. The glory hound that he is. Um, but still, it, it is crazy. I guess you've got to acknowledge it. It's crazy, the shit that he's done. Like In, in this one that I've just watched the thing it, is it's, it's almost like unbelievable that they let him do that because mm. did you see the fucking outtake when he broke his leg on graham yeah, norton that was yeah. fucking brutal yeah Jesus. nasty and it could have like you know ruined the entire shoot it could have ruined his yeah. fucking career um this this mission impossible though is the one where he's like hanging from the side of a plane oh yeah where yeah. the meme came from yeah 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 <laughs> Like very televised when when the film was coming out, all that footage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but it's crazy. Like he's like hung on the outside of a plane as it took off. Like, he's a geez. crazy bastard in more ways yeah. than one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty good film. Enjoyed it. You know, very like James Bondy type stuff going mm. on. Really. Um, mm. well, yeah, recommend it one time if, if it's a film to watch with alcohol. Oh well, that's, that's what I could say with it. <laughs> that's that's a given. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't, don't watch it sober. No. Um, like that time I watched, um, what did I watch? Uh, one of the, J, the J, like the sequel to the J.I. Joe movie. Um, oh, yeah. And like I watched it like drunk and like I'm pretty sure I texted you and was like, best film like, ever. You were like, my life has forever changed. I found <laughs> my new favourite movie. And I was like, calm the fuck, are you drunk? <laughs> Alcohol makes movies better. Mm. It really does. Oh, it totally does. And, it, you know, as I'll get there in a bit... Heightens your emotions stupidly. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times oh. I've blubbered it. Oh, I'll get to it. Go on, what have you been watching? Now? Uh, I've got one, one I ju- more. One I just remembered actually, because I forgot. Cause it's not a film, so and I was I meant to actually text you while I was watching it to tell you to fucking watch it. Uh, this one-off Alan Partridge special Steve Coogan did last year, I think. All right. Called uh, Alan Partridge's Scissored Isle. Mm. Just what it's so fuck. It's like the best thing Alan Part like, that Alan Partridge character has done for years. Mm-hmm. It's just Alan Partridge like. Trying to just like investigating the difference between like the working class and the upper class. It's just fucking typical, stupid, hilarious partridge stuff. It's mm. really funny. There's an amazing like bit where he's in Manchester at like a, a Tesco's or something, like working the checkout. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like he's like, within an hour, I was using all the lingo. It's just him going, all right, duck, you want it back? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, it's good. And he, like, he hangs out with like a bunch of like youths on the street and stuff, and like tries to relate to them. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the best cool. thing he's done is, is, is Partridge since like I'm Alan Partridge, like mm. the old series. Yeah, yeah, I did really enjoy rewatching all them. Like, oh, yeah. well, well, some of them, but some of them I hadn't seen. To be honest, yeah. I think I'd only ever seen like maybe one or two episodes. Mm. Yeah, because you so. hadn't seen the chat show series, had you? Like the first no. one. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that like I probably wa- I watched the film like before I really watched the TV series. So, oh, really? Yeah, I, sh- I probably should have done it the other way around. I, mm. I need to rewatch that film. Like, it's a shame because I like the film, but it, I don't think it was as funny as it could have been. Mm. Yeah, like, like played it I, quite safe. Yeah, when I was watching the Scissor Isle thing, I was like, "This is way funnier than the film." Mm. It's weird. Yeah, there's some good bits in the film, but I don't know. I just don't know if the character worked as like a. It should. I, just, I don't know. It just wasn't as funny as I was expecting. I wonder if they're just trying to appeal to the masses or something. Maybe. Or, yeah. You know what I, mean? That, I mean, you get that sometimes. Like the fucking Stella Street movie. Mm. It's just. It's, it's a lot of it's not funny because they're redoing jokes that they did in the earlier episodes for for people that never saw it. And it's just yeah. not as just not as funny the second yeah. time. Uh, so what else have you been watching? Uh, a cool more thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. One more major thing for me, really, because like I said, uh, the bulk of my stuff's been fucking curry. To be honest, like I've had massive curry binges. Oh, you kind of beat it. <laughs> um, I watched Hereditary. Oh mm. fuck! I really want to say that. It was like, please tell us it's good. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. I probably might need to watch it again. Mm. Um, it's a it's a very slow paced film. Oh yeah, that's um, why. I, that's where I really want it. It looks like a classic old fashioned. Yeah. Fucking creepy film. Do feel like I can't remember exactly, but there's a big chunk of it I felt really didn't need to be in the film. Mm. It starts ramping the creepiness up, and then it slows down for like a big mm. chunk of the film. Yeah, and then it ramps the creepiness up a bit. And I think that middle bit they needed to have done something a bit better there. Mm. Like you really, you know, it's like you're watching the film, rubbing your hands, going, "Oh yes, here we go. This is this is the scary stuff." And then it kind of goes away for like twenty minutes. Oh. And I just think, like, and I haven't got a problem with, like, slow-paced film, but I think if no, you're going to no. do it, kind of do that stuff at the start and then slowly ramp your film up. Yeah, not, constant, like a big, constant uphill build. Yeah, kind of not like a sort of ramp up, then dead stop, then 
ramp up again towards mm. the end. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fucking creepy film. Like, there's yeah, a, yeah. The, there's a child actress in it that, like, Jesus Christ, where they got her from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even just from the trailers, I could tell she was going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we did enjoy it. Like, I sat and watched it with Stacey. That reminds yeah. us, actually. You know, we're always saying. Um, you know, where's TV shows like Twilight Zone, Outer Limits these days and stuff? Mm. You know, Jordan Peele, who did Get Out, mm, yeah, he, he's bringing back Twilight Zone. Oh, uh, really? He's going to be the host, like the, what's his <laughs> name, Rod? Such a magic, yeah. I can't remember his name. But like, he's going to be like the narrator and host, and I think he's like producing it, so Twilight Zone's coming back. That's pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. hopefully it's good, because... They, you know, they do need that, they need a platform. Yeah. You know, th- those type of stories. Because mm-hmm. I've said this before, but like, there's a lot of films out there that like should have just been good episodes of a TV series. Yeah, you yeah. know, and like I feel like some, you know, like the one that I always use is that Arrival film. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's it was okay, but fuck man, did they drag it out over two hours? Yeah, yeah. when it could have it could have easily been like a two part episode of like The Outer Limits or something. And plus, like we're saying it, like shows like that offer more opportunity for writers. Yeah. Yeah. You just have an idea, or like to to get better. You know, it's just this. You can't. It's it, it's harder to just come on to like a show like Game of Thrones, for example, and go write this episode. Mm. Whereas if you were given an episode out of limits back in the day, I don't know, it would get your name out more if it was an original idea. It's just you know, it's, mm. we need more shows like that. Pretty much, yeah, definitely. Like just episodal stuff. Mm. It's funny because obviously it's kind of that that statement kind of ties in with Halloween, really, done it as well. Yeah. Like what Halloween was trying to do, like an yeah. episodal thing. Yeah, that would have been great if it kept going with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, horror fans in town like, where's my, where's my? <laughs> Yeah, just and not He's fucking dead! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! But, uh, what else have you been watching, though? Uh, I watched the uh, animated version of Batman The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never read the comic, but I knew the story. Yeah, yeah, like um, the whole um, thing of getting shot and stuff. Yeah, it Barbara. was good. And it was, you know, like, you know, they did it justice in a way that it's not toned down it was like r-rated in america it was like the first r-rated dc animated movie and stuff so mm. it was good i was reading up afterwards that like it just i was curious if it was exact or they changed things and like mm. i had a bit at the start where like they do a big backstory for batgirl at the start yeah yeah because people wouldn't know that stuff and, and they just it's, i don't know if it's that i don't know why they did it really i think it's probably because if they didn't it would be like 40 40 minutes <laughs> mm. but like they added a scene where like her and batman shag Mm. And, it's, and even I was like, "What? What the fuck?" And I looked. I was like, "Oh yeah, this wasn't in it originally." <laughs> yeah, it pissed people off. And apparently, that. that got a big backlash of people going, "Oh come on!" Fuck's yeah. Well, also, like, isn't Batgirl's like lesbian and stuff in canon? So, yeah, yeah and, like, that another reason to piss people off. That would trigger people. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was good though. You know, classic uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I preferred it over um, Dark Knight Returns. Um, the the like t- the movie that they did of that. No, I did. Yeah, I, um, I, I really like the Dark Knight Returns movie. I just I don't know if I like the animation for some reason. Well, that, well, I've got that problem with the comic. Mm. I don't I don't like the art. Like people are going to fucking kill us for this, but I just hate the fucking art style in Dark Knight Returns. Mm. Every time yeah. I've tried to read it, I'm like, oh, it's very like in places like low detail and stuff and crazy yeah. and yeah, it's just not nice to look at. I don't think. Yeah, it's very like pulpy and stuff. Compared yeah. to something like Year One, which is really nice to look at. Mm. Um, yeah, I need to buy the Killing Joke. Like, to be, to be fair, uh, on on Blu-ray, it got quite a nice Blu-ray release, didn't it? I, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it. I was just over-explaining it. There. You've already seen it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's, I'm it's good. Say, it's I'm good. just saying, shut up, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's about. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's reminders and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so is that all you've been watching? I've just got one more. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, that's it. It's video video games and curries for me, really. Uh, so the other night I was just like half watching Sky, having a few of the old alcoholic beverages, and Gran Torino started, and I was like, I'm going to watch Gran Torino. Mm. Guess, guess, guess what happened? <laughs> guess what happened? Yeah, yeah, heart hardened. I <laughs> cried like a baby with a nappy full of shit. That's what yeah. I did. Weeped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty grim. That like it's it's like it's not. I don't know if grim's the right word, but it's it's moving. Oh, fucking right, it is, man. Right in the fucking bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Because you know he gets his day, I suppose he does. He does sort of win out in the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. I just love that film because like, you could easily pick that film apart that like some of the performances are wooden and stuff and, mm. and that it's very like signposted a lot of it. Like, a lot of the dialogues like very ex- like the bit at the start where the two brothers are talking in church and they're literally just explaining their lives yeah. so the audience knows the relationship with the dad but it just doesn't matter because the story's that good yeah. like the yeah. way the characters go on and stuff and I love how like you know it's not one of those things where Clint Eastwood is a bastard, and by the end of the film he's an angel. He's still kind of a bastard. Mm, yeah, he's definitely. still say, he's still saying some like weirdly racist things towards his supposed mate, but like within the last ten minutes. Mm. But uh, it's such a good film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those films that I can't like rush to watch too many times because so. it fucks you up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I don't know. I've got to be like in, in the right emotional frame of yeah. mind. Am I ready to cry this evening? <laughs> <laughs> Like that and Green Mile and like no that Green Mile and Million Dollar Baby would be a terrible triple <laughs> yeah. to watch with like someone you want to like pretend you're hard and that and by yeah. the end you're just a weeping mess. <laughs> um so yeah, that's all I want. Yeah, good stuff. So what was you want to go on a Star Trek round? No, it was just um yeah, because I was gonna talk about this in between, but I thought I would like commit to like the recording and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um just the whole, like, did, have we talked about the whole uh, Patrick Stewart coming back for a new Star Trek? Yeah, we'll briefly mention it a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Um, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen stuff recently and I started thinking, like, I'll be pleasantly surprised when I'm wrong, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's a lot of talk of, like, um, CBS not wanting to, like, continue the, the original canon of the TV series at all due to, yeah. like, licensing problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um because it's a it's a whole weird mess, but Paramount own, own the rights to um, Star Trek movies, and CBS own the rights to um, the TV series. Uh-huh. Uh, CBS own the rights to the characters of Star Trek, so the characters that were created within the, the TV series. But anything that's developed and built upon in the movies, Paramount own. So oh, that's confusing. Yeah, so like for instance, like you know, for all like let's say the character Picard, like he's established as a, a TV series character, but then he like further developed into the movie world. Mm. So like when CBS do a new Star Trek TV series about Captain Picard, if they want to touch upon anything that happened in the movies, there's like licensing problems there. God, that's stupid. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just a total fucking mess. Yeah. Um, and the rumours now are kind of like the TV series will not really be a follow-up to The Next Generation. They're going to be set in, like, an, a mirror universe that isn't the Kelvin mirror universe, so not the J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It's going to be, like, some some sort of universe that isn't following directly on from The Next Generation. It's going to be maybe something like a universe where the Kelvin universe didn't happen, but it was affected by it, or... Mm. Um, but uh, I've just got me worries that they're going to want to explore, like, a darker version of Star Trek again. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, 
the Star the Star Trek TNG universe is quite a hopeful sort of place, apart from like you know the Borg and all that. Yeah. Um, it, it is quite a hopeful place, and and the Federation are on top game and and stuff. Um, so a mirror universe to that can only kind of go in one place. Like Picard was never in Starfleet, and he's he's got cancer or something. It's it's well going to be something. Yeah, well, that, we right? we joked about that on the show. <laughs> it just ends with him putting a fucking straight razor to his wrists. Credits. <laughs> I just really worry about it. Um, the more I think about it, I, I just think, oh my god, like where they're going to go? And because of the licensing, they're going to want to stay well away from from any references to the movies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's just going to cause a whole mess, basically. Uh, that explains a lot, though, because I was always curious if they're like... Well, they couldn't really because they were made after, but like referencing the movies that were make, they were making as the series was still going on. Or yeah. did they make the films after Next Generation ended? Um, they made Star Trek... Um, Generations was during the series, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, so was uh, Star Trek 5 and 6. No, but I mean, as like, well. just as far as the next generation movies go. Yeah, yeah, they were like, at the, like, well, generations came after the 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 TNG series like wrapped. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, but uh, thingy was DS Nine was still filming. Yeah, that that's right. I'm getting yeah, mixed up. Yeah. yeah, so they kind of came along at the same time. Uh, right. Yeah, but I mean, this this whole situation though, because back then it was okay, because Paramount was like it owned the TV series and the movies, so it wasn't mm-hmm. really an issue. It was only like subsequently when Paramount split into two different companies. Um, and became like CBS uh, at Viacom or whatever, and Paramount became Paramount Viacom. Mm. Um, that it kind of became a massive licensing issue, and it's mm. it's the reason why the Kelvin movies came about. People think that like the re well, obviously, probably somebody wanted to reboot, but one of the main reasons they rebooted it was because Paramount held the license and they wanted to do a Star Trek film, but CBS owned the rights to all the characters and stuff. Yeah. So the Paramount approached CBS and said, "Oh, we want to do a Star Trek film. We've got the license to Star Trek films." And CBS were like, "Well, we own the characters, so you can't do any of the characters." And they've came up with like this agreement that they could use the characters, but it would have to be in a different universe, yeah. and there would have to be substantial differences between the characters, like visually, and the, the starship couldn't look the same. They had to like make the enterprise different enough for like licensing issues. See, that must so. be annoying then, because when the film came out and people were picking it apart, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like the changes that, and they should be like, it's not our fault. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. People were picking apart how the enterprise looked, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's ironic that actually it was there somewhat because of stylistic choices, but with licensing issues, they had to yeah. make it different enough. Like, Certain sounds could be similar, but not exactly the same, because otherwise they would have to pay CBS more royalties and stuff. What a mess. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah we'll, we'll never see, uh, you know, people that are out there, hopefully, oh, we're going to get Captain Picard on the bridge in his uniform saying, engage, and it's just going to be glorious. Like, mm. I, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be grim as fuck. <laughs> I want to really see Picard do. walking around making women's clothes disappear and seeing everything. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that a family guy, is it? Or no, it's extras. It's it extras, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm trying to he's, think he, what it's. He's, he's done so much. Idea. Yeah, his movie yeah. idea that's just him going around perving on women. <laughs> I love that Patrick Stewart's like lampooned himself so much, though. Oh, he like, seems like he's things. always, like him and Ian McKellen just seem like a right fucking laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, there you go. It wasn't so much of a rant. I, I didn't want to get too no, ranty with it. That's, but. that's just, you know, the stupidity of, like, licensing. And yeah, because that's, that's where Marvel's been and, you know, X-Men and Spider-Man mm. and yep. and it's just crazy that, like, it kind of happens with Star Trek, unfortunately, as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank God, like, Star Wars hasn't been affected by that. Yeah, well, it's all under yeah. one umbrella. Lucas was smart to be like, man! Yeah, yeah. yeah but keep yeah, all himself. It's good, though, because, like... I don't know what will happen with Star Trek until either CBS or Paramount sell what they have. It'll mm. never be like truly what it should be, basically. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like with the fucking Friday Thirteen thing. How like New Line were allowed to use Jason, mm. but they didn't have. They couldn't use the name for Thirteen. Mm. That's that's the main reason why this Jason goes to hell. Jason X, and then eventually they like came together with like Warner Brothers or something, and it all got sorted out. But yeah, you know, just a. <laughs> To fucking fuck up and it. it's just fucked up like, you can have the character but now to else yeah really like very, very specific things like yeah. you can have the character but you can have the name and they can be you can get them to do similar performances but you can't get them to dress the same or and all it does like, is limit yeah. fucking ideas and possibilities with story yeah. That's it. I mean, imagine trying to write the new Star Trek film, oh, yeah. the, the 2009 like Star Trek film. Yeah. Like, I bet you they were coming up with mint ideas, and then Lawyer would look at it and be like, no, you, you can't do that. <laughs> it's just like some snooty guy in the corner <laughs> with a notepad going, no. <laughs> I imagine that's kind of what it was like. They were probably having to submit the script constantly for the, the new film, and like they were like approving it for like the licensing issues. Yeah. And crazy. So let's talk now about Halloween 3, season... Of the witch. Yes. The Halloween Three Seas the Witch came in nineteen eighty two, uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, a longtime collaborator of Carpenters. And the idea, after the ending of Halloween 2, was that, you know, if you've seen the ending of Halloween 2, you know, Michael Myers then come back. Hmm. Except he did in the fourth one. <laughs> so the idea was to do, for the series to become a sort of anthology series, each film would be a different story about Halloween. Hmm. This film flopped. No, not terribly, but it didn't do as well. So they thought, oh, in 88, they brought back Michael Myers. So the idea, so this one now sticks out like a sore thumb in the series. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the backstory, but that's quite simple. So what is the actual plot Mm, yes, uh, well, the craze for silver shamrock masks is sweeping America. But the masks have a dark secret uh, that's hinted out throughout the film. Uh, and if it isn't uncovered in time, it could spell disaster for children all over America. Uh, plus, there's robots and Stonehenge gets involved at some point. Damn right, it does. It's <laughs> off its fucking tits. <laughs> Stars yeah. Tom Atkins, Carpenter Regular, Stacey Nelkin, Dan O'Herlihy. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And a brief role from Nancy Loomis from the original to well, original Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we'll open with the great credit sequence with the silver shamrock pumpkin that we'll get to know later with the awesome skull. Carpenter once again handling the skull. Yeah, it's like, if you didn't know, you would just guess immediately oh, yeah. that it's Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. And along with Alan Howarth as well, who he does a lot of scores with, he doesn't get enough credit, especially mm. for this film. Mm. But it's very Carpenter, the skull. It has a very Terminator-esque thing about it. I thought that as well, because there's parts that are like... Like the same kick drum sound, yeah. Yeah, so like, with, you know, the robots thing, like... I mean, you could always just say same synths they were using, same drum machines, but it is very, very similar. Yeah, Yeah, there's just a mechanical, bassy thing going Mm. on that's there, yeah. 
So we open after the credits with a man being chased by some creepy gentlemen. Uh, I'll just call them men in grey. Yeah, I've just I've just referred to them as suits. Yeah, suits. <laughs> like if this, like you know how we were saying on the Men in Black show. Mm. Which, by the way, folks, that didn't get a hell of a lot of downloads. I know it's not film related, but it's a fun show. <laughs> Go back and listen to it. it was that was Chris. With the, that was Chris with the K's little pet project. <laughs> yeah. Don't make him cry by not listening to it. <laughs> I got it out of my system. Hmm. It was a fun show, though. I had a laugh doing that. Well, but there's a lot of creepy shit as well. We'll have to come back to that idea of like just talking about stuff. Yeah, we'll do uh, ghosts next time. Or something. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get stuck into the Enfield case. Not this conjuring two bollocks. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, if, if, if this is what I would like to see if they made like a fucking scary Men in Black film. Yeah, <laughs> like, like guys like this. Yeah, just unrelent, unrelenting, chasing you down and killing you. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't read into it, but I'm sure that's what they're inspired by. Those stories yeah, of creepy probably. guys turned up at your house, like well dressed guys in mm. dark cars and stuff. Yeah, because like some of the stories we went over, they were described as sort of like emotionless robots. Mm. Yeah. That's essentially what they turn out to be. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But uh, he gets accosted by one of them, manages to escape by, like, crushing him with a car. I like that yeah. as well. I like how mm. he does it. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it sounds daftest, but, like, just clever use of a car. Yeah. Like, he pulls the, the block from under the wheel, and then it rolls into the guy and crushes him. Yeah. Uh, it's, and yeah. very slow as well, so it even builds up more tension, like yeah. he might be choked out by the time it gets to him and stuff. Mm. Uh, but uh, he's also uh, got a pumpkin mask, a latex pumpkin mask on him as well. Yeah, like carrying it, that you never really get the reference until a bit later on, like mm. why he's got this mask. But it's, it's nice, it begins the oh, mystery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see this for the first time the Silver Shamrock ad that'll pop up and be stuck in your head for fucking years <laughs> after you first <laughs> yeah. see the film. <laughs> It's annoying as fuck, but like, it, in a oh, good way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> and he scares the shit out of a gas station attendant. Um, he ends up getting taken to the hospital where we meet uh, Tom Atkins, a doctor. Mm. Oh, no, not yet. We'll meet him at uh, his house with his ex-wife, Nancy Loomis. Uh, his kids have silver shamrock masks, which sets up the extremely dark ending. Yeah. yeah. You think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know for a fact if the but yeah. No, there's a chance. Uh, Atkins, yeah, a doctor, checks on the man with the mask and he freaks out when he hears the silver shamrock ad as well and he says they're going to kill us all. Mm. So I like, the, I love stories like this. I mean, it's an old-fashioned, like, writing technique, but you just drop in little hints that something's wrong and it builds up the fucking tension. Yeah. Uh, he's brutally killed, though, by one of the other creepy dudes in grey who essentially grab his fucking nose and rip it from his face. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is quite a, a nasty brutal. bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the way that, firstly, he, like... He, he winds it up. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just go straight for him. He, like, no. he, he, he pins his face down, then he gets he gets his hands and his fingers ready and, like, aims them, and mm-hmm. the guy, like, gets a sense for what's, for what's about to happen, basically. Mm. I think he's essentially just, like, pulling his nose bone out and jamming it in his brain, essentially. Yeah, because, like, I think the nurse says it in a bit, but she says, like, pulled his, his skull in, in two or something. Mm. So, like, because, I don't know, you, you could mistakenly think he's just gouging his eyes out. But That's he, what it looks like he's going to do at yeah, first. Yeah. But he doesn't, he, like, he gouges his eyes out and grabs the bone in between his eyes and pulls his skull, like, apart a bit. It's fucking yeah. nasty, though. It is really nasty. Yeah. yeah. And just because the way it's done with the dummy head and that, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> and then just casually walks outside, 
sits in a car, pours gasoline all over himself, <laughs> sets himself on fire. Mm. Which is just the hell of a fucking way to start a film. Yeah, definitely. It's nice how, like, at this point, you, you assume that they're, like, fanatics mm-hmm. or something. You know, like, you don't really see it coming. You just yeah, think, when you first see it, your first thought isn't, oh, they're robots. <laughs> yeah, your first thought is, like, oh, he's, like, is he brainwashed or something? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. is he just a, such a fanatic that he's he's killed himself now that his mission is over? You should also mention, as well, the film's divided up into days. This is the, this is the twenty third of October. Yeah, it like has a build up to Halloween. Yeah, and it plays into the the whole song on the advert as well. Yeah, well, they keep saying four more days, three more days. Yeah. So. Um, the daughter of the man um, who died, Ellie, comes to visit um, the hospital, and we'll see a bit more here later. Mm. And we cut to the twenty seventh, where um, Tom Atkins asks his colleague to look at further into the corpse. And it's nice the way this keeps building up to the reveal of the. Android, which is like, oh, we've been doing a bloody old... Because it says you just ashes, this guy. Yeah. So, like, oh, we've been doing a bloody old top and parts of the car, it's just plastic and stuff. And mm. It's nice, that. Yeah, yeah, that, like, it doesn't linger too much on it. It's not until, like, they do it again later on that you're like, oh, yeah, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Nice moment with Atkins in a bar in uh, Halloween, the advert for Halloween coming on TV on Halloween night is <laughs> on, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, like, in-universe so, nod. <laughs> so, Michael Myers is in the film... <laughs> Yeah. Stop stop whinging. <laughs> yeah, technically. He He's is. technically yeah. in there. And then we get another, once again, another ad for the Shamrock uh, advert. But Ellie enters and the investigation begins. This is where the film really kicks off, I suppose. Yeah, and like she comes and starts asking him about, about what's happened and stuff. Is it just me, though? Is Tom Atkins' character supposed to be a really heavy drinker, like have a drinking problem? Yeah, could be. Like, because he, he does, like, when he first, later on, he says, like, oh, I need a drink and stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. later on, well, first they go to the store. A dad owned, a, like, a store that sold masks. Mm. And they figure out, like, that he, where he bought them from and stuff. So they head off to the Silver Shamrock factory with a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to drive there with a neck and a six-pack. Yeah. Don't know and what then later on, he for. comes back with champagne. I'm like, I was pissed. Yeah. It's like... Were they trying to portray him as manly or dysfunctional? It's hard that's, to tell. That's, it's, there's a few times where I'm not sure what the fuck they're trying to do. I mean, I love the film, but there's a few times where I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, well, and also, like, I mean, let's address it, like, bit of a sex pest. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, right right away, the first time you see the character at the hospital, doesn't he, like, pats, like, this nurse on the arse? Yeah, I just assumed they've had, like, a, fl- a later, bit yeah. of a late-night fling at some point. But then he's also flirting with uh, the girl that's doing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's a bit odd. Just Tom Atkins, man, he's a fucking <laughs> sexy man. Yeah, it's that tash. It's yeah, the power of the tash. Fucking tash, damn right it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the head of the town where um, the factory is, and it seems to be, like, all controlled by this, like by the factory, almost. Yeah. Everyone's weird. It's like, fucking everyone's invasion of the body. Yeah, snacks it's like shit. S- Santa Mira or something. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just imagine there are there are actual small towns that are like that in America. Oh, they totally will be. Yeah. <laughs> there's towns like that all over the fucking place. <laughs> that are like, there's just one big factory, and, and, like, the boss of that factory is, like, the mayor as well. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps everyone in check. <laughs> if you don't, he sends a fucking robot to your house to pull your head off. <laughs> Uh, but they stay at a motel. Seems friendly enough. They meet a family that, I put me notes, could have been right out of a fucking National Lampoon's vacation movie. <laughs> they do look at like, don't they? Yeah. Like an annoying family that Clark runs into yeah. or something. It's like the the the, the dad, he kind of reminds us of like uh, the henchman from Superman a little bit. I don't know, he has that look about him. Um, you know... Um, oh, fucking Ned Beatty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, yes, yeah. he just has this air of him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You can imagine him playing that role in like a Turkish Superman. Movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how fucking annoying this is. How often people use computers. I'm reading me fucking note. I've got me no- me notepad, A4 notepad, in front of us standing up. I keep fucking reaching for my mouse to scroll down me notes. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> they talk confused brain. It's just just a fucking like natural reaction to fucking reach and scroll. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Yeah, but then at the hotel, these people, Ellie and Dan, the Tom Atkins character, have known each other today. They met today. Mm. And our dad's just died. Brutally. Our dad just died the day before. <laughs> and he's like, fucking hell, like, we had to pose as a couple to look, you know, inconspicuous. So, like, there's only the one bed, so I can sleep in the car or on the floor. He's blatantly hitting, but I don't want to because I fancy you. And then she's like, where do you want to sleep? He's like, that's a stupid question. And they just start making out. I'm like, fucking hell. Mm. Like, it's, I get it. It's a, ti- it's a time period. But this is, that's way too much. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it doesn't work at all. This. It doesn't yeah. work. Not even, it's not even like a thing of like, oh, today that doesn't, it just, it, even at the time, I imagine people were like, right, okay. Yeah. And like, there's, there's a big enough age gap as well. That's a bit lechy. I yeah. think because she's although how am I it's 82 Tom Atkins was probably 25 at this point well funnily, funnily <laughs> you know enough I mean? uh, I oh did, you checked I did yeah I was curious about this uh, he was 42 at the time mm. and she was 23 yeah. so there's a substantial gap like because yeah. I thought that I was like oh the fucking and then I thought well hang on a minute yeah is he like 21 yeah, um, you can never tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. um, like I'm often doing that with like Clint Eastwood films or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, how, how old was he in Dirty Harry? Nine. What's Stacy? What's Stacy? What year? What year? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> yeah, forty-seven. He's forty-seven. So he's even, was forty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Really? Is, are you sure, Stacy? So. No, that's forty-two. I'm pretty sure he's forty-seven. <laughs> no, forty-two. We'll check it later. Stacey can check it and confirm those facts. <coughs> um, but yeah, it's a big enough age gap, though, that I, I think it kind of comes off creepy. I don't know. Some men can pull it off. I think Burt Reynolds would pull this off. Yeah, it's a different That's kind of tash power, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something about it. I mean, it's a like, later scene, but when, when he's, like, going on a nipple or something, I was a bit like, what? Yeah. yeah, like, I like Atkins, <laughs> but, you know... There's a difference between Selleck, Reynolds, <laughs> and Atkins. <laughs> Definitely. It's a different kind of Tash prowess. And then there's, like, Sam Elliott, which is, like, an oh, upper okay. echelon sort of thing. His, his Tash just fucking eats women alive. That's what that does. <laughs> it's a fucking woman eater. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just the thing of, like, well, you can't just go on top to tail. You can't just share a bed. You have to shag. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I'm a man. You know, you're a woman. Yeah. I let's have sex. Boy. Yeah. It's a horror film. Let's have sex. All right. Stacey confirms. News just in. Mm. Uh, he, he was 47 at the time. Really? Yeah. Fuck it, because he's still going strong now. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Wrap, wrap your, your brain around that. It's crazy. Yeah, he looks good that. for his age, like, I guess. He does this, yeah. That. He gets his fucking arse suit and everything. <laughs> yeah. You don't see many 47-year-olds in films getting their bum suit. <laughs> uh, he meets a homeless guy mm. on the street who, like, you know, lets him in. The, the town's not quite what it seems, which, you know... Yeah, you think, you think to be honest, you'd be quite alarmed, because straight away they get there and there's, like, a curfew in place and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you think you'd be like, what, why? Why is there a curfew? Yeah. Like, it's a bit dodgy. I've not been to many places that have had curfews in my life. In fact, I've never been anywhere. And I would be quite alarmed if there was a curfew. Yeah, yeah, normally they only stick curfews in towns with, like, a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was saying that when they come into the town, it does have a... I'm sure it is, because of the way, like, Carpenter and... Tommy Lee Wallace and all these guys grew up on like 
50s B movies and stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it does feel like a throwback to those old school yeah, paranoid B movies and stuff. Yeah. It's like the CCTV watching's like a nice sort of oh, yeah. modern way of showing that paranoia as well. Mm. Like, yeah, totally, yeah. Like before, I guess, back then, I guess CCTV wasn't really a known thing fully. You know, in terms of like surveillance and people being right, actually, it's used quite a lot in this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like so like almost if it's like a sort of not new technology, but like being used more in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, the homeless guy, of course, goes to make himself a fucking cheese whiz sandwich, gets accosted by the two men in grey, and they just fucking tear his head off. Fuck, like proper Sub Zero style, like more combat. Yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, only thing I would have made better if there was a spine. <laughs> yeah, they probably were going to do that, and then somebody had to be like, chill out. Yeah. Oh, we're going to ban your film. <laughs> I didn't check, but I'm sure the you know the main guy who you can see his face a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. He's what the guy that does. He's a stunt man. He's a stunt man. Yeah, it's a stunt guy, Dick Warlock. Yeah, yeah, it's him, yeah. Because yeah. he's the guy who plays Myers in Halloween Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like cool. Russell stunt double for years or something. One year. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, Dick Warlock, man. Like, that, yeah, that's, that's a name worth saying a few times. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, he could have any first. Like, the fact he's called Dick. <laughs> It like the fact his surname's Warlock uh, just like you know nullifies that he's called Dick. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He could be called Flumper Dump Warlock. It would still be <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, like I said the, the brief sex scene where she suddenly just has some sexy negligee she takes with her for emergencies apparently, and then Atkins sucks on a tit. Yeah, that that's the bit. The, the first bit, <laughs> I, I kind of went, oh, okay, it's a bit weird. They haven't they haven't sex, whatever. But this bit, I was just like, nah, that's that's awful. <laughs> it's just getting the titty quarter in the film. That's all. <laughs> it's like it, it's Vin Diesel levels of creepiness. the bit in like the the last. Riddick movie. Riddick movie, where, like, that's all I can remember about that film. I just remember the entire pace of the film was ruined for me, because that scene where... Which I've owned for, like, three years and never watched it. <laughs> bought it when I was pissed. Don't rush to it. Uh, no. uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a very off-button scene, like. It is a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's another woman there who's there, like, pick up masks for a store, and the fucked her order up, so she has to stay in the motel, and she notices, like... The little like sort of security tag type of thing, like emblem that the stick on the masks has fallen off. Because mm, she, she kind of she, she mentions about the masks are like they aren't as good quality as, mm-hmm. as recent now that they've been mass produced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it like falls off on her floor and stuff. So it's quite mm-hmm. a nice. This is a little transmitter like microchip on the back, and then something really gross happens. <laughs> it's it's crackers this that yeah. bit like it really is yeah. um it comes out of nowhere you don't it expect does. it at all essentially like a lightsaber fires in her face yeah and like fucking cleaves her skull in two yeah uh, and like peels her lips back and yeah. shit yeah it's it's proper good uh horror creature effect as well oh it's yeah. amazing yeah and it's really great like and if you ever want to fucking gross me out even though i'm not that bad with bugs and stuff mm. when it comes to gore and bugs it fucking messes with us for some <laughs> reason probably like uh temple of doom sort of yeah it might be from that yeah (laughs) i said that movie the guy who made pieces made after pieces called slugs Mm. fucking gross Mm. it's just all it's just wall-to-wall fucking slug action (laughs) (laughs) terrible now the the thing crawls out of her mouth doesn't it yeah and like crawls into a hole in her skull yeah like crawls back in it's pretty gross it's weird. Gets, gr- gets grosser later, obviously. Yeah, but I think I think what's really weird at this point is you, you kind of don't know what the fuck's going on. Nah, nah. Like you think, what what does that relevance does that bug have? Is is the was the bug in it? 
Mm. Was the bug controlling it? Was mm. the bug created because of the blast? You know what I mean? Like, that's the only yeah. problem with that bit. Like, I was kind of, like, you mull over that bit when you don't know where the story's going. You're thinking, like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, why was there a thing crawling out of her mouth and stuff? Yeah. Mr. Cochran, good to see you, sir. Ah, oh, good evening, Mr. Rafferty. It's all over, my friends. Just a small accident. The lady's going to get the very best possible treatment. I promise you that. Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. Shall we have the most marvellous facility there for emergency treatment? Cochrane turns up now, the head of the town, played by uh, Dan Her... Oh, how the fuck do you pronounce his name? Her... Hurley Hay. Because it's a mad Irish name. Mm. Or Hurley Hay. Yeah. Hurley Hay. The old guy from Robocop. Basically, yeah. Basically, from Robocop, him. Yeah. Um, And he's discussing that they're taking the body away and saying she's going to be taken care of at the factory and everyone's like, what? Yeah. Um, And the guy's like, what happened? It's a misfire. And then he's like, you call this a glitch? (laughs) And he's like, no, I said misfire. (laughs) Yeah. Bless him. He's so synonymous with Robocop for me. Like, straight away, I was just like, guy from Robocop. Yeah, the old man. That's all I can say. (laughs) Uh, The family from earlier, which uh, you cared your name after the day, what are they called? Uh, They're called the, um, Christ has said it, Kupfers. Kupfers. They turn up, uh, he's like a mask salesman, and he's turned up to uh, meet uh, Cochrane and have a little tour of the factory, which uh, he manages to get Atkins and um, Ellie invited onto as well. A little guided tour, why not? Like, it's fucking Willy Wonkers all of a sudden. It is, they're like a fucked up Willy Wonkers. <laughs> not that Willy Wonkers isn't fucked up anyway. <laughs> not true. Essentially, Willy Wonkers is just this guy killing kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ellie notices her dad's car locked away in one of the garages, though, so... Mm. We're on the right track here. Something fucked up's going on, in case you didn't already realise. And they start talking about, like, the final process. Yeah, which yeah. you're not allowed to see. Yeah. Uh, Atkins tries to call the police. Ellie vanishes. The uh, men in grey attack. Uh, it all happens quite quickly, this, actually. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah, it starts ramping it up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I spent all that time on, on nipple-sucking scenes and that, so the... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair, it's quite restrained. <laughs> I know it's, like, it's a bit like... It's, but it's not like a lot of it. <laughs> no, that's most, it's just something gets, that lingers in your mind. It just has a quick suck and then it ends. <laughs> um, but the, when he breaks into the factory, that creepy fucking old woman knitting machine thing, which is obviously a real person with a mask, so it looks yeah. even creepier. Yeah, it's pretty grim. Like, yeah, it's horrible. Because oh, yeah. straight yeah. away, you, you know, something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? As soon as you say it, like, no way would I be approaching that I'd lady. I'd be like, and shut the door. <laughs> and it, it, there's a uh, totally, it's slightly off topic, but there's a bit in uh, the rest. Resident Evil 7 game hmm. where there's just an old lady in a wheelchair uh, oh, and like uh, she never moves but her, her head follows you wherever you're like walking around the room uh, no. and it's, it's fairly creepy it totally reminded us of that yeah <laughs> fucked up <laughs> uh, he gets in a fight with uh, Dick Warlock here yeah, and uh, discovers that they're androids essentially by fucking Punches jamming his, his fist in his guts yeah. he turns his guts into fucking mush to quote Gary Daniels it's a bit of a uh, yellow Yellow pus sort of going on, bit of more freak out stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, pus. Mm. They could have just used like white liquid, like fucking Blade Runner or something. But no, you got to use yellow pus. <laughs> yeah. Yellow pus and bugs. It's a gross film. <laughs> uh, and then Cochrane turns up. I like how he just pre like pre pre, pre, pre what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Preempt. Pre- preoccupied. Oh right, preoccupied. Yeah, and he's preoccupied with like the head from his things. Like, oh, it's an original. Oh, I'll have to get it. Oh, hello. <laughs> 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 Yeah. He's awesome, he's like a Bond villain, it's mm. amazing. So uh, we're cut to the 31st now, and do you remember when we watched this on TV many, many, many years mm. ago? Yeah. And, yeah, the uh, time matched up. 
It was, was shown it? on TV over here. Fuck knows when it was. We were teens. Yeah. It was the first time we both saw it. And just as it said, the 31st, it turned to midnight mm. on my, like, video clock. And I was like, did someone do that on purpose? <laughs> like some fucking nerd programming the nights to be like, oh, I'm totally going to fucking Yeah, up. so like the moment it became Halloween that day. It yes. became Halloween in the film. It was so fucking a creep. It was made the film way creepier. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cochrane now gives Atkins essentially the Bond villain tour, explaining everything. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. You could, so you could have it, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, look, we stole the fucking... Oh, yeah, because I've forgotten the news report earlier. They mentioned that uh, one of the pillars went missing from Stonehenge. Mm, yeah. Which is a nice touch, but also ridiculous that it's, it's from just, Stonehenge. It's, it's just mental, like, yeah. <laughs> like, why Stonehenge? It's, I don't know, Americans have a real thing for, like, druids and Stonehenge. Like, they romanticise yeah. it quite a lot. You always see that with um, wrestlers when they come to the UK for the first time. They're always posting pictures at Stonehenge. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I couldn't give two fucks <laughs> yeah. about Stonehenge. Just a pile of rocks, who cares? Pile of fucking rocks. <laughs> My favourite thing, I was, you know that show Ancient Aliens? Mm-hmm. Where all the memes come from with that guy with the mad hair and shit. Yeah. This is this sounds like from Brass Eye on the day to day. I was watching an episode of that once about Stonehenge, and it said Stonehenge gets its name from it's made out of stone and the word henge. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, they did go on to explain the word henge, but just that sen- that sentence alone, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> they just googled it and went oh I can't be asked to read for oh it's fucking henge <laughs> it's made out of stone and henge oh, uh, but now he gives them um, a demonstration of the commercial with the family from earlier trapped in a little sort of makeshift living room the kid puts the mask on watches the commercial his head sort of decomposes and snakes and shit come out of his head yeah it's amazing it's, it's you've got to wonder like was his entire plan to invite a family over just, Probably. Just on the off chance that he captures somebody. Yeah. So he I can demonstrate, so. like, yep. what, like, what a plan that was. It's crazy. It's a bit like when he turns Elliot to a cyborg. He's, that seems like he was just hoping should he'd escape and rescue her. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, man, he's a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that he's, like, he ties up uh, Atkins and, like, I, was, I, I wish they could, like, throw in the line, like, he's going to record it and watch it later, basically. Oh, like, yeah, I know. That's perfect, isn't it? Because, you know, like, he, he really is a Bond villain. Like, why yeah. would you just kill him straight out? Like, no, no, I'm going to tie you up and leave <laughs> you here. <laughs> I don't have time to watch you, Dad, but I'm going to tip it so I can watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, Midnight Eye, folks. Get it watched. Mm-hmm, do right. It's amazing. Uh, montage now of all the kids all over the USA buying and wearing the masks, just up, like up, up in the fucking terror that's about to happen to the entire country. Yeah, like just uh, the relentless uh, music in the background as well. <laughs> like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, now one of the men in grey kills Atkins's colleague when she finally figures out that the guy that was set on fire is actually some sort of mechanical android robot bloke. Mm. It's kind of weird, though, because we've already established that these men have super strength that can pull a man's head from his body. Mm. Yet he's like, I'm going to use a drill. <laughs> yeah. He just it's wanted just, to, you know, get brutal with it. He saw Driller Killer the night before and was like, why am I doing that? <laughs> I'm not going to expend myself too much. Uh, Cochrane's explanation is some sort of ancient uh, sacrifice. He's going to do a mass sacrifice to appease the Dark Lords and all that jazz. Yeah, this is where, like, I think... At this point in the... F- like, just before this moment in the film, mm-hmm. you could almost imagine people starting to wonder, like, so why the fuck's this film called Season of the Witch? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I always think it should have been called something else. Yeah, like, or establish some witchcraft earlier on in the film. 
Yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, it's been a while since I'd seen this film, and even I'm, like, I was thinking, like, why is it called Season of the Witch? There's yeah. Fucking, it's got nothing to do with the film at all, and then no. it kind of reveals, like, he's into witchcraft, basically. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he said he's tied to a chair. They stick a mask on him. He's tied to a chair in front of a TV show on Halloween, which is quite amusing. And I love <laughs> the bit where he says, Happy Halloween totally in sync with the Halloween score on TV mm. I think that's genius that's such a nice moment it's cool. I, I was like laughing when I was watching it saying like at least you'd be like eh, damn it, well, at least if I'm going to die it's a nice, yeah. good film on there fucking right man yeah. <laughs> like, la- last, last film Halloween concept <laughs> yeah it's not, not too bad <laughs> Um, I can just keep you can't. these fucking what yeah, I was just going to say he goes old uh, John McClane yeah, well, I was just laughing at his absolute jammy shot with the mask. <laughs> yeah. Ch- chucking it from, like, your hands are tied to a chair, but you manage to chuck a mask into the top corner of a room, and it just hangs on a security <laughs> camera. Jammy as fuck. Yeah, it's a bit bit ridiculous. Uh, he calls his wife, but Nancy Lewis is just playing the most annoying, nagging wife in the world and <laughs> won't listen to him, which is like, he's like, I'm not pissed, man! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you probably wouldn't believe him, like... No. It's like, listen. And he seems, and she seems, he seems like a bit of a crap dad. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get a phone call from someone saying, all those Halloween masks that, that are right popular, <laughs> yeah. they're going to fucking melt the faces off all the children in the world. Yeah, she's right. like, it's just because it's just I bought them for them, isn't it? <laughs> it's just because I bought them for them. <laughs> it isn't a story you would believe. <laughs> no. Yeah, but that's what I mean, going into the drinking thing. He actually says, I haven't been drinking. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, probably it seems was, like a, you know. seems like a subplot that they just got rid of or something. Yeah, like, they, they toned it down or something. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it does make sense why she wouldn't believe him if she mm. just thinks he's some mad bastard who goes off on benders and Yeah, shit. yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Atkins escapes, it was said, and uh, calls his wife, blah, blah, blah. Rescues Ellie now, and uh, runs the ad in the control room and drops a box of the tags on them, so it wipes them all out pretty much, which is quite nice, actually. Yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, it does kind of work, doesn't it? I do like, though, like... I, I was pissing myself laughing uh, randomly just before that. Um, they get like El- the him and uh, Ellie or whatever they, they sneak into the room mm-hmm. by like hiding behind like a rack of masks. Yeah, and they like the move with the rack. Like mm-hmm. it's like a shelving unit, mm-hmm. and it, that's on wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I just I found it fairly comedic that no one in the room found that suspicious. Yeah, it's like something out of loaded weapon. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that they're like creeping along in the back, and it's almost like some Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny thing. Like you know, yeah. like with a bush that they're just like hiding behind <laughs> and walking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the bit when they, they throw all the chips and stuff's kind of cool. It, it mm. like kills them all. Killed well, by never, their own witchcraft. I've never understood what happens to Cochrane though. Like, does he die or does he teleport? Yeah, like, because, you know, they're in a circle. But then again, they, I mean, not to get all, like, Aussie and anal with it, but they, they wouldn't be sacrifices because they're robots. Where would witchcraft come into there? Are they robots, though? The scientists? Well, I suppose. It doesn't really say that, then. Yeah, mm. I suppose. There could be robots. There could be in the face, they seem, like, relatively normal compared to the guys yeah, in Yeah, I suppose, though. like, yeah. It doesn't outwardly say they're definitely it, robots. It's just the fact that, like, the Stonehenge pillar, like, fires it... At first, as, first as well, I must say, I do love... Uh, Cochrane's little smirk and then little golf clap yeah. jackets. Yeah, he's like, like well, well, well done, my son. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of cool. That's a badass yeah. way to go out. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's up there with like Lance Henriksen and uh, Hot Target. <laughs> Hot Target. <I> hope. <laughs> 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 yeah, but he just sort of like evaporates, but looks more like he teleports. Mm. And considering this film's got some mad ideas, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In the car they're escaping, of course, we'll find out Ellie has actually been replaced with one of the robots and she turns heel. Yeah, it's like, has she been killed? Or was she a robot all, the, all along? 
I don't think she was a robot. I all don't long. think so because he, he would yeah. have noticed when he was born in it, surely. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> feel a bit funny, love. <laughs> you're at you're at Lumbee. <laughs> um, me dick keeps rubbing against what feels like cogs or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, she died. That's grim. Yeah, like fucking hell, that's just head out the picture, and, deed replaced and, by a cyborg. And it just does, I don't know, it kind of doesn't address it. Yeah, you think, I mean, I know he's running low on time, but you think he'd be like, right, I'll do this, then I'll come back. <laughs> just to be on, just to be sure. Just to make sure she's not just tied up in another room. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it gets, gets kind of ridiculous. It's like almost the Michael Myers moment of the film where, like, she keeps coming back. It turns into Evil Dead 2 or something. Yeah, the, there's like four times or something she comes back. It, it's mm. it's a bit stupid. It, it's laughable. It really is. It's, it, I, I was on board with it until the hand just came back and I was like oh come on it's <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that the hand's there as well yeah you know like on the car door like you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. immediately be like oh fuck the hand yeah he shuts the door and then it just grabs him I don't know yeah, something you, I, think you, I think you'd be like eh like chucking it out the door <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, back with the gas station tenant now I love this how the film's come full circle essentially he's now doing what her dad did running around frantic to the same gas station and stuff I love that yeah, yeah that is kind of nice and it's the same guy and stuff yeah yeah. yeah. it's just a great ending though like that was the first that was the thing that stuck with us when we first watched it that ending mm. and like it feels like an ending Carpenter would do that's what I mean this is weird film because it almost it almost feels like a lost Carpenter film even though he had a lot to do with it you could if someone didn't know and they've watched a few Carpenter films, they'd probably think he directed this. Yeah, because I mean, it, I mean, Dean Cundy does the. Yeah, so it has I mean. a very Carpenterish feel. It looks it. like a Carpenter film. I think the only thing that separates it is it's probably just not as tightly paced. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit slower. That's about it, really. Yeah. But yeah, it's such a good ending where he's just screaming, "Turn it off!" Yeah. Over and over again, and then it just ends. They get like some of the adverts offline. Yeah. In the last channel, that can't get off in time. Yeah, and the kids sitting right in front of him watching it with his mask on. Mm, yeah, so good. You don't see what happens. You don't know what no. happens. Yeah, no. yeah, it's awesome stuff. Yeah, like you don't. You could almost say like maybe it's like the magic was broken though with the whole Stonehenge thing. Maybe it's maybe. like nothing happened. Yeah, maybe it did. Yeah, yeah. But you like, never know. Yeah. Like it had been satisfied by the circle of sacrifices, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Cool ended. But yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, it is. You know, it's let, let's be realistic. It definitely has its problems. Oh, of course, it does. Um, yeah, it's got its problems. Yeah. But uh, overall, it's 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 a cool film, and it's a shame that it was like a failed experiment. Yeah, as well in terms of like wanting to take the series in a different direction. I said to me, like over like the last ten or so, maybe it's a bit longer, like ten or so years, that it started to develop more of a people have turned, like re- given it another chance and went, "Fuck, it's just a good film." Like if you just take away the fact that it's part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the thing. It's like what we were saying a couple of months ago about Prometheus. If Prometheus didn't have the alien tag on it, mm-hmm. people would have been fine with it. Yeah, they would have really yeah. like, reacted to it substantially different. Yeah. And if this had come out just as Season of the Witch, fair enough, it might, it might have got people going to say it with John Carpenter's name on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It might not have got as much people going to say it without the Halloween name, but it would have such less stigma attached to it mm-hmm. than it did. Yeah. Because of the fact that people are like, oh, it's the fucking... Because it does, you know, now you look like, with how many films fucking... I don't know, eight films or eight. something? Yeah, I think it is. It's eight, and it? it just sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like the Friday 13th 5, you know, the one without Jason. It's yeah. Every film series almost seems to have one of those, with like the one that sticks out like a sore yeah, thumb. Yeah, like some ambitious producer was wanting to do something different. Or yeah, and <laughs> it just backfired, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a shame, like, if this was released as just Season of the Witch back in 82, I think it would have a totally different, like, 
Mm. Uh, it would be held up more higher, and it's just a ho- good horror film. Yeah, I mean, it could have almost got another sequel or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. on its own. Find out where the uh, Cochrane went to and stuff. Yeah, I must say, he is the standout performance in the film. <clears throat> He's such, such a good bad guy. Yeah, definitely. It's... Yeah. Uh, it's funny that, like, I mean, I'm sure he's got an illustrious career, but he's so synonymous with Robocop. I'm not even sure if he's in any other films for me. I've never seen him in any other films. I think I've seen him in other stuff, but, you know, straight away you just think it's the guy from Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. Like this in Robocop are his two most well known roles. Yeah, yeah. Especially for people who like films like this and stuff. He's probably been in a shitload of westerns. You know. He's probably a fucking amazing Shakespearean actor or something, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. he's probably like fucking, was just bitter like, they only know me for bloody Robocop. <laughs> Getting all like Alec Guinness and shit. And that fucking thing with the masks. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all bitter about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell you Alec Guinness for it, <laughs> Some kid can approaching you... him and being like, can you send me poster? Yeah, can you send me Halloween mask? Fuck off, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I think this makes a better double bill with the first one. Even though like Halloween mm-hmm. two takes place directly after, it makes a better double bill with Halloween. Yeah, because it's different enough. It's not just yeah. like doing the same thing. Uh, it's, it's just a mystery film. D- yeah, and two good films set on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've definitely done it in the right order. Like doing like one, three, and then like getting onto the shade. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's all downhill from here, folks. <laughs> we'll pick like the the the, the all time classic, the cult favorite. And then the shite. Although, you know, some people like... No, I don't think anybody likes Resurrection. <laughs> but I think some people like, you know, the people like Halloween, the Rob Zombie one. Films but for uh, specific tastes. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Shit tastes. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure I can really like compliment I, can't, I, I won't be able to help myself. I won't be diplomatic with that review. Yeah. I won't be like, well, it's just my opinion. I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> We'll tear that film a new one. It annoys us so much. So seriously, if you're one of those people who likes Rob Zombie's Halloween, that's fine. Don't listen to that episode. It'll just piss you off. (laughs) Yeah. So next uh, week is Halloween Resurrection, the absolute turd of the series. Mm. Uh, So that'll be fun. You've never seen that one before. No, I haven't, no. So, yeah. That'll be lots of fun. Buster Rhymes. (laughs) So, yeah. Next week is Halloween Resurrection. Yes. That'll be a laugh. Oh, we'll pick that one apart as well. I think I think definitely the one that we're going to be most brutal on is the remake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's you know, it's I mean like uh, Halloween Resurrection, like uh, Halloween the remake is probably a better film yeah. because it's 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 well made. I mean, I'm not taking anything from Rob Zombie. He can make a film. Mm. The guy knows how to make a film. It's just the writing. <laughs> yeah. But Resurrection's just shite because it just feels like clawing the bottom of the barrel to make another Halloween film, mm. and it's awful. Uh, so yeah, that's next week, folks. You keep it real, you keep it sexy, you keep it witchy and Cochrane and Atkins as Tash. Uh, and I'll actually, yeah. I can't really think of anything. I sh- we, sh- we should definitely write these these outros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, we keep saying we're gonna. This is the first month in ages where we've actually came up with all the season cares before the actual shit recording begins. Mm. Yeah, that's that's an accomplishment. Yeah, we're prepared instead of just going fucking out of it now. <laughs> C, <laughs> crappy C. So until next time, folks, keep it real. I, I, I will see you doing the pair. I see you in a heap. Bah! Bah. Hi, I'm Stacey with Anessa, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user... A review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. 
If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.